Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in North Carolina Department of Revenue versus Kimberly Rice Kessner 1992 Family Trust. Certiori to the Supreme Court of North Carolina. Argued April 16th, 2019. Decided June 21st, 2019. Joseph Lee Rice III formed a trust for the benefit of his children in his home state of New York and appointed a fellow New York resident as the trustee. The trust agreement granted the trustee absolute discretion to distribute the trust assets to the beneficiaries. In 1997, Rice's daughter, Kimberly Rice Kaysner, moved to North Carolina. The trustee later divided Rice's initial trust into three separate subtrusts, and North Carolina sought to tax the Kimberly Rice Kaysner 1992 Family Trust, hereafter trust, formed for the benefit of Kaysner and her three children. Under a law authorizing the state to tax any trust income that is for the benefit of a state resident, North Carolina General Statute Annotated Section 105 through 160.2. The state assessed a tax of more than $1.3 million for tax years 2005 through 2008. During that period, Kaysner had no right to and did not receive any distributions, nor did the trust have a physical presence, make any direct investments, or hold any real property in the state. The trustee paid the tax under protest and then sued the taxing authority in state court, arguing that the tax applied to the trust violates the 14th Amendment's due process clause. The state courts agreed, holding that the Kaysner's in-state residence was too tenuous a link between the state and the trust to support the tax. The Supreme Court held uh, the decision below is affirmed, and Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. The presence of in-state beneficiaries alone does not empower a state to tax trust income that has not been distributed to the beneficiaries, where the beneficiaries have no right to demand that income and are uncertain to receive it. The Due Process Clause limits states to imposing only taxes that bear fiscal relation to protection, opportunities, and benefits given by the state. That's uh, Wisconsin versus J.C. Penney. Compliance with the clause's demands requires some definite link, some minimum connection between a state and the person, property, or transaction it seeks to tax, and that the income attributed to the state for tax purposes be rationally related to values connected with the taxing state. That's uh, Quilt Corporation versus North Dakota. That minimum connection inquiry is flexible and focuses on the reasonableness of government's action. In the trust beneficiary context, the court's due process analysis of state trust tax taxes, sorry, of state trust taxes, focuses on the extent of in-state beneficiaries' right to control, possess, enjoy, or receive trust assets. Cases such as Safe Deposit and Trust Corporation versus of Baltimore versus Virginia, Brooke versus Norfolk, and McGuire versus Trafree reflect a common principle when a state seeks to base its tax on the in-state residence of a trust beneficiary. The Due Process Clause demands a pragmatic inquiry into what exactly the beneficiary controls or possesses and how that interest relates to the object of the state's tax. That's a safe deposit. 
Similar analysis also appears in the context of taxes premised on the state in-state residency of settlers and trustees. That's uh, Curry versus McCandless. Applying these principles here, the residence of the trust beneficiaries in North Carolina alone does not supply the minimum connection necessary to sustain the tax state's tax. First, the beneficiaries did not receive any income from the trust during the years in question. Second, they had no right to demand trust income or otherwise control, possess, or enjoy the trust assets in the tax years at issue. Third, they also could not count on necessarily receiving any specific amount of income from the trust in the future. The state's counterarguments are unconvincing. First, the state argues that a trust and its constituents are always inextricably intertwined, and thus, because the trustee residence supports state taxation, so must beneficiary residence. The state emphasizes that beneficiaries are essential to a trust and have an equitable interest in its assets. Although a beneficiary is central to the trust relationship, the wide variation in beneficiaries' interests counsels against adopting such a categorical rule. Second, the state argues that ruling in favor of the trust will undermine numerous state taxation regimes, but only a small handful of states rely on beneficiary residency as a sole basis for trust taxation, and an even smaller number rely on the residency of beneficiaries regardless of whether the beneficiary is certain to receive trust assets. Finally, the state urges that adopting the trust position will lead to opportunistic gaming of state tax, system, tax systems. There is no certainty, however, that such behavior will regularly come to pass, and in any event, mere speculation about negative consequences cannot conjure the minimum connection missing between the state and the object of its tax. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Justice Alito filed a concurring opinion, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Justice Gorsuch joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at gmail.com and on Twitter at Court Syllabus.